everybody, and welcome to another edition of Web3 Weekly. I am Crypto Kenny, and uh, appreciate you all stopping by to do some learning with us today. So as you guys know, Web3 Weekly, we post a podcast every single week. We focus on projects um, that are innovating in the market, new, and potentially uh, potentially have um, interesting tech or an interesting idea. Uh, we do market updates where we go over the latest and greatest news in the crypto markets. And of course, we have pieces of educational uh, educational cast like we are going to have today. So um, without uh, any further ado, let's get rid of the housekeeping. So if you guys are not subscribed to Web3 Weekly, please do so. You can do that below. Uh, please like, comment uh, on the videos. Give us a little thumbs up. It helps us get the information out to more people. Um, if you have not, uh, re if this is your first video with Web3 Weekly, um, you can check out our archive of videos. We have tons of really good interviews, uh, educational content, and market updates. Um, you can check out some of our other videos right up here. Uh, and today we are going to have Crash uh, with us again. He's been on the podcast before doing educational content um, on uh, safety, uh, particularly wallet and Discord safety in Web3. So we've had him on before. He is a great, great friend of the Alpha Mutants Project and, uh, and love having him return here to Web3 Weekly. So today we are going to be looking into another educational uh, segment where we're going to be talking about ethical hacking. Um, so I, this is going to be really interesting. Um, I, I, it's personally one of my areas of interest uh, in the space. So I, I'm, I'm here with my notes um, to check out some really cool stuff that he's going to talk about and show us. But Crash, if you want to check out any of Crash's uh, links, um, I'll have those down in the description below. So right below the screen down here. Also have a link to the project that he's currently working with, Ballistic Graffiti. Um, so you can check out all of that. So uh, letting you know Crash's background, I'm sure he can kind of elaborate on it. But uh, he, Crash, has been involved with uh, cybersecurity in the U.S. military, um, so he has uh, great credentials. He is also a certified ethical hacker. Um, he has a certificate for that, so he's going to be on today teaching us a little bit about that area of, of his expertise. So, Crash, without any further ado, thank you, man, for being on. Uh, great to have you back on the podcast. Uh, so, give us you can obviously. I know a lot of the the members that are inside Alpha Mutants already know who you are, but you can give us a little a little quick uh, intro there, and then let's start talking about some ethical hacking, my man. Hey, hey, uh, how's it going? Um, so I'm Crash. I uh, work over the project Blister Graffiti Club. Um, I so I did about four years in the military. Um, did a lot of networking, which eventually led into cybersecurity. Um, got out of active duty, then went over to the reserves. And uh, now basically I just dedicate my time to Web3 security and also uh, dedicate you know my time towards the project, of course. <laughs> but um, I appreciate you having me on here again. Yeah, man, it's great to have you back on. And, and uh, you know, Crash is also doing, um, has been doing some courses um, inside of the Alpha Mutant. So obviously you're not involved with that and you want to get some more education in the space, um, definitely jump in and, and get involved with the Alpha Mutants. And then, of course, with Ballistic Graffiti Club also, which I'll have their links up below. So, all right, man. So let's dive into this very technical area uh, of, uh, of study here. I've got my notepad so I can actually take some notes. So I don't forget everything, but, uh, let's go, man. I'm excited. Yeah, man. Um, I guess the first thing we'll start with is, uh, I guess how the certification works itself. Um, I think a lot of people get kind of, uh, 
these things mixed up that like if you if you're a hacker you got to know all this coding you got to know all these languages and how to create all types of stuff um and you know you're creating your tools and everything but uh that's actually not true um the one thing they teach us actually in these courses is like you know don't reinvent the wheel um if if you need a tool for something guarantee you it's already out there now if you need something really specific then you know then then that's when um good coding skills will come in handy but like for example if if i wanted to do pen testing in real, in real life for a company chances are any tool that i need um is probably already made i don't you know i don't need to go and remake it so um i don't know i'm definitely not fluent in any sort of coding language i'm actually i'm still learning a little bit here and there uh javascript i'm i'm mostly familiar with when it comes to like making discord bots and stuff um but when it comes to making like actual hacking tools uh i i have i just have a massive list it's all it's all about the tools people haven't heard about that uh that kind of makes me a little bit more uh successful in what i need to do uh because there's all there's all those open source tools and there's uh ways to you know work around them and stuff like that but uh there, there's a lot of tools out there that i try to keep an eye out for that people have made that i've kind of got under the rug and these tools are a bit more powerful than the ones that you normally see um when you first think of hacking off the top of your head um but just to just to kind of i guess i'm trying to find a place to start um would you like to go over like let's say like if if i wanted to let's say you have like a massive company building um we can go over like what would be my plans to like do pen testing or to like hack my way into the building if you want yeah 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 well let's do that sounds interesting yeah so um so like the first thing uh like i would do right um i'd, I'd like to keep in mind that i compared to some people out there i don't have nearly as enough experience i try to i've I've listened and, and talked to people who have thousands of pen test experience. Like they've, they've done this thousands of times throughout their years. But um, there's one thing I learned. Uh, the bet you always want to start with a reconnaissance, right? You want to, you want to get as much information as you can out of, out of the target without even going to, to see the target or the target, even knowing that, you know, that you're there. So for example, um, let's say, you know, you had a massive corporate building um, and I was just trying to get as much information as I can beforehand. Uh, one thing I would do is, you know, reconnaissance on like your websites. I would try to pull as many emails as I can. Now, my Kali Linux, which is actually what I use for, uh, for pen testing like this, currently it's not working. I have no clue why. It just kind of woke up this morning and was like, no, I'm not gonna work. But there's a tool that I use called, uh, it's called recon-ng or reconning. That's what some people call it. But uh, okay. essentially what it does is it, it sniffs out information just through a website and it, and it finds this information through, through many, uh, many other uh, open source uh, resource websites. And, and like, it goes through like Google Bing, it goes through a massive list of things just to find like IPs, emails, phone numbers, all that sort of stuff. Um, and that, and that's a good, and that's a good place to start, um, because then from there I can decide kind of what I want to do. Um, but let's say, uh, for example, I have, you know, your corporate emails, 
course, right then and there, without even leaving my room, I can go ahead and start like phishing attacks, for example. I might be able to go ahead and start whatever, uh, whatever, you know, attacks I need before I even decide to even look at your building face to face. Um, so when, when I, when we talk about phishing before and like in web three and everything, it there, it's so common. It's such a, it's such a big, big thing. Phishing happens all the time. It will, I don't think it will ever stop. As long as there is some sort of way to contact somebody, it will, phishing will never, ever stop. Um, and that's definitely some things, you know, people need to look out for, uh, because even the most legitimate emails or the most legitimate text messages can end up being phishing links. And, uh, but if phishing link was unsuccessful, your building security, like, you know, or the, the, the knowledge on, on your team is actually, it's actually pretty good. And they know what, what a phishing link is and they know how to, uh, how to look out for those. Then the next thing I would look for is, okay, now that I have these lists of IPs, let's see if any of these actually um, connect to a server somewhere in the building, right? Um, and there's many ways to, to track IPs um, and uh, how to see kind of where they go. The best thing to do, like, right, is just just to kind of, if I, want, if I had a bunch of IPs, one thing I think of is like maybe a DDoS attack, right? Um, there's many ways to create these sort of attacks on your own computer. Um, and a lot of them are illegal, right? Because uh, the, the script that is required to run some DDoS attacks, uh, other, let's, I'm trying to think, other uh, web services out there don't allow it. So what I mean by that is, in order to run a DDoS attack, the one thing, uh, the one I have learned, right, uh, is that you can kind of use servers that are out there against, you know, kind of against somebody. So, for example, there's there's many websites out there where you can go and rent a server out, and then you can configure it to yourself, write whatever code you want on it, because it's just it's just a multi-purpose server. Now, these servers happen to be really powerful for really cheap. So um, with this server, I can upload uh, a, a sort of script that uh, basically allows me to send massive amounts of packets in a very fast amount of time. Um, so I can actually, uh, you know, just completely knock whatever I want <laughs> off, off the Wi-Fi or off the internet just, from, just by flooding it with these packets. Uh -huh. um, there's two forms of DDoSing. Right, you have you do have the flooding, and then um and then you have the crashing. Now the crashing is um I've I've never done it personally, but you know crashing is basically just sending so much information to a server that it overworks itself and then eventually it crashes. And then of course you have the flooding, which is just sending a bunch of data at a very fast amount of time, um, and then you know, eventually it just completely stops. It, 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 it doesn't allow other things to connect to it. And it just kind of shuts down from there. And uh, so back to what I was saying though, um, I, could, uh, I could, you know, rent one of these servers or let's, let's, say, let's say I'm a hacker, like an illegal hacker, right? Black hat hacker. I, I have 
all it's all bad purposes. Everything I want to do is just I, I have a grudge on you and I, I hate you. I want you. To, I want to shut you down completely. So uh -huh. I can rent one of these servers for seven dollars. So and I check there are servers out there you can rent for seven dollars a month. And I can upload this script and I can run this run this script and completely shut down your website just from that. If if you don't have the right um the right services, I know Cloudflare. I'm sure you probably heard of Cloudflare. It's that whenever you connect to a website, it's that thing that kind of establishes your connection and checks for you. Um, Cloudflare is really good at uh, at stopping these these attacks. I've seen it work well um, if it's set up properly. But if you didn't have Cloudflare and your servers, uh, you know, aren't the best in the world, but I could, I could, you know, flood it with packets and eventually shut down your, your website. And that kind of, that kind of ruins customer experience. You're, you, it, depending on how much, how popular your, uh, your, your company is, you might have people calling you asking, Hey, what's going on? I can't access an account or I can't even go on the website. Um, and that's already causing problems right then and there. Now, if you, if your website is not is down and um, you notice that your server's still up, your network's still up, everything looks good, then it must be a DDoS attack. Some somebody must be doing must be sending some sort of attack to the website. Um, and those are really easy to check for, you know what I mean? Because I mean, trust me, you'll know if your website's not working. <laughs> yeah. Um, but after that, right? Um, if you know the phishing attacks didn't work, the the really basic stuff didn't work. Maybe I can, uh, maybe I might decide to um, just go to your building and just do an attack from the inside. Um, now, with these large corporate buildings, you have a lot of people working in there, right? There's, and there's a lot of new faces all the time. So nobody really, so nobody besides security really asks questions depending on the security and depending on how busy it is. So for example, if I go up to your your uh, your corporate building, um, very expensive building, you have a lot of workers in there. The one thing I would look for, and this this is coming from someone who who definitely smokes, I would look for a smoke pit because I'm sure you would want people to smoke outside. Uh -huh. Now, chances are these smoke pits aren't gated. Anybody can just kind of walk in and out of, and um, you know just chill out and relax. Um, that would be the one thing I would target um, because chances are it's, it's people who already work in the building. These people, um, these people are just relaxing, usually in a smoke pit. It's just kind of like everybody's chill. Everybody talks to each other. Everybody's having a blast. Nobody really asks questions. Um, that would be the first thing I would target. Now, it definitely does depend on the type of, of security your building has, but assuming it is like an ID card and you have to scan it to, and to open up a door. Um, I showed you before, but there is, there are tools for that. Um, what I have on me is, is this flipper that can scan RFID tags and FC chips and everything. Um, and that I'd actually like to show you in real time, if that's all right with you. So, yeah. um, chances are, I have, I have an idea here. Chances are it'd be hanging around people's necks um, and just kind of out in the open. Now, if I go to the, like the NFC, for example, and then I click read, um, I have my ID here, which I'm, I'm trusting your, your, your editor to blur this out, yeah. but essentially I take my, my flipper, which is kind of being blurred. I go up to it 
and boom, it reads it. I don't, I, you probably couldn't hear it, but it definitely did read. I have a little green light showing that it read. Um, and boom, I'm good to go. I, I just actively scanned an ID tag and uh, I could use it to re-emulate it or write it onto my own version of the ID. Now, the problem is, right, people talk about this all the time, is how, how do you get your, your hands on, how do you get access to a card for long enough to scan it? Now, this is where the majority of hacking comes from. It's, it's mostly social engineering, right? It's, I'd say it's probably, it's probably about 90%. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's my way of saying it. Like 90% is social engineering tactics. You got to know how to talk to people. You got to know how to, how to look the part, how to act the part. Um, because if you do it right, nobody's going to ask questions. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Unless they're actively looking for some sort of attacker, which depending on the type of day and like how stressful people are, people aren't really going to ask questions. They just kind of want to uh, do what they, what they need to do. Now, I will say for um, the scenario that we're in, the flipper would not be my best choice. Um, I don't have that tool on me at the moment, but it's a, um, trying to think of the name. It's essentially, it's another card reader, but it looks kind of like a card. It looks like an official card reader. Um, like it, like that's, that's literally what it's meant to do. So if I go up to the smoke pit, right, there's a bunch of people working there or sorry, not working there, chilling there. And they know that they have like this five, 10 minute break before they have to get, get back to work. Um, if I go up to them and I say, hey, um, I, I work with um, the card readers around the building um, and we've been having issues with the card readers. Um, can I check your ID just to make sure that you can get in the building? I don't want you getting getting you know, caught up. You're not able to walk inside the building. You're kind of locked out because we are having issues with them. Now, people who need to get back to work, they're not going to, you know, chances are they're not going to say anything. They're going to be like, here, you know, here you go. Here's my ID. You know, I scan it. I look at the device, even though it probably doesn't have anything. I can just be like, all right, yep, you're good. Um, and you can walk right into the building. And then, of course, then it's going to work. <laughs> and then there we go. Right right off the bat, I have I have an ID card to get access to the building um, just from a little bit of social engineering. Like I said, a lot, a lot of it is just social engineering because all the tools will do it for you. You don't really, you don't really need to know um, how to how to do all this, all this extra stuff because a lot of the tools are already built that way, and and they're they're built just to do all this all this stuff for you. Um, but uh, that would be one way of getting into the building, um, just going off of like RFID readers. I assume, depending on how big the building, I guarantee that's probably how all of them work other than that if if you if your company doesn't have the rfid reader chances are it's just you know anybody can kind of walk in so if it's if it's that way it's the the very least secure um and i wouldn't recommend it if you own like a business like that (laughs) but uh of course i could just kind of wear the same outfit as everybody else and then just kind of walk in and follow people nobody's really going to ask questions um and that yeah. that's that's my steps of getting inside the building yeah I, th- I think it's really interesting too when you're talking about this like i think some people think when they think about like uh you know 
when they take for granted like security that I don't think they realize how like how unsecure some really big companies are right I mean so a really great example is like is like Walmart right so it's a massive company and the, the, they lose like literal multi-million dollars a year in, in theft and stuff because it, it's it's not difficult like that I was reading an article the other day that said that that there was this, they had this problem for the longest time where people would go on Amazon and buy a five dollar, you know, Walmart vest uh, yeah. as like an outfit, and would literally walk into the store, grab a dolly, and like walk out with like you know two thousand dollar electronics and stuff, and just you know just leave the store. Um, so I mean, it, it it's crazy. It, it actually it, it scares me sometimes because it's like these are these massive companies that we trust to have you know like very up-to-date and, and high-level security, and, and many of them do not. Uh, you know, many of them make it very uh, simple for, for people trying to, to steal material or data to get in there and, and, and do that type of thing. Yeah, it's, it's – I mean, when it comes to Walmart, um, they make so much money that, honestly, they probably, they probably don't, even, don't even look at their bank accounts. Right. They're just like, oh, we lost a couple thousand dollars. It is what it is. We'll make that back. Um, and usually they they have so like if, if a situation like that were to happen and it's like the first time, once it happens one time and they realize what, what ha- what's going on, they probably from then they'd probably figure out ways to kind of work around it. Um, they, they would make sure probably everybody has like a specific ID card on them or something like that. Yeah, and then from from there, you know, you can kind of move forward. But continue. Well, yeah, what what I was also thinking is, as you're talking about this, so so we know that recently it's a good time to be talking about it because in in recent news we have had you know several hacks across the across the the, the uh, Web three space, right? So we've had some we've had a couple bridge hacks, and then of course we've had infamously you know FTX draining you know, millions, hundreds of millions of, of dollars out of the accounts and stuff. And, and when you look at like, you know, like the FTX headquarters, like, do you think that this is going to become a more problematic thing? Because when, when you're looking at, at, at targets for hackers, I mean, it makes sense to target some of these Web3 companies because they just are not on par with the security levels of, of some of these, you know, bigger traditional companies. Um, so, do, do, so what do you think about that as far as like, as like, uh, you know, and, and how would you approach, but let's talk a little bit about how as, as an ethical hacker looking for these things, like if, if, uh, if I bring you a company, say, that, say a company that, that, uh, that Alpha Mutants is launching with our Launchpad services, and we want to do a full audit on all of the ways that they could be hacked or exploited, um, you know, during Mint, after Mint, um, with those things, how would you approach and like, like uh, look at that from the, from the eyes of a, of a potential malicious player um, trying to uh, either steal something or or just mess up the the launch website mint uh, you know those type of things. Um, well, right off the bat, as I talked about earlier, you know, completely just uh, you know dosing and knocking off the website is one big thing, right? Um, and it's and I mean it's pretty simple. Uh, once once you send me the website, I can easily get the IP for it, and I can easily just from then and there if you don't have like any proper security, I can go ahead and just knock it offline um, and prevent you guys from minting. Cause you know, we, ha- we have to use these dApps in order to mint and clearly that's, that's running on some server somewhere. So um, yeah. that's one easy way just, just to slow down mint for you guys. 
Um, and I can well, keep well, doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let, let's talk about that then. So that's a very simple thing that a lot that, you know, a lot of people would have access to, to being able to do. So what, what in the web three space, like what, what has to be done to counteract that? Like what's the best way to counteract docs attacks like that? Yeah. So there's many services out there that, that do provide like this anti, this anti-dosing uh, software. And like, that is why I was explaining like Cloudflare, for example, um, Cloudflare is a, uh, it's pretty good about that. Um, I I can't really think of any other off the top of my head, honestly, that that kind of does the same thing. But there are there are lots out there. Basically, any any tool that kind of uh, that kind of checks the connection and 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 uh, sees like how the person is connecting is probably the best bet because it, it checks to see it's it's basically a firewall on on your website. Um, it checks to make sure that that there's not all types of connections trying to be established from one single um, person. Like uh, if I was sending a bunch of packets to the website, um, and it and it just it really just does check for this type of stuff, and it uh and it will um, prevent you from from these packets entering the website and kind of knocking it offline. Um, and that and that's just that's just one simple tool. Pretty sure Cloudflare is is um very cheap if not free if i if i remember off the top of my head it's been a while since i've made a website but um cloudflare is probably the best bet honestly when it comes to uh using a tool like that then that will help prevent against ddos attacks because it, it yeah just trying to check the web browser and checks to make sure nothing nothing malicious is going on first Okay, and so, so let's talk about, uh, you know, that's a real simplistic one. What's some other ways that a malicious player could um, attack a, an NFT project? Um, the other thing is the, the uh, contract, of course. Like if, if, you, have, if you have your, your DAP set up to, uh, to charge a certain amount of people, um, like let's say you want these alpha mutants to go for $200 and you want like maybe 10 of them, you know, you can have 10 per wallet. It's if, if you don't have your contract set up, right. I could easily go to your contract and maybe get them for cheaper, get them and possibly for free just off the contract. I don't even have to look at your DAP. I just meant straight from there. Yeah. Um, and of course, when it comes to that, that's, that's when you kind of want to have like your, uh, you know, your certain things in place to keep people from prevent, uh, from doing that um or or at least have it to where if they if they do mint directly from the contract they're still getting charged the same amount so you're at least still getting paid but um that that's happened before um and that that, that right off the bat that's just kind of one one thing is just just to look for bugs right um now like i said when it comes to coding right i i'm not the best at that i i'm i'm good at working working in like the, the social engineering field part of it, like, uh, and, and the real, the real simple stuff. But if I was some sort of like really expert hacker who just not like in your project for, uh, in specific, you could look for, for easy, um, you know, like bugs that could be written in some, in some of the coding. Um, and of course, like, uh, we, we've seen it happen before 
you know, with OpenSea having pro like transaction problems where people would get would get tricked into signing a transaction and board apes being lost. It happens all the time, you know. If you really want to target like the, these these big people, it it I mean, I wouldn't say it's easy, but these people clearly are doing it, so it is possible. Um, but the coding, well, like I said, oh sorry, I was going to say say well uh, well I think I think it's interesting too because. You know, you normally see these more advanced attacks happening off of, uh, you know, during mint days of projects. So that's when you see contract exploits, um, website attacks, things like that. But the majority, if you look at the statistics, the majority of, of uh, um, hacks, or I don't even know if you can even call them hacks, really, in, in the NFT space, but the majority of times that, that individuals lose assets or money, um, takes place with social engineering inside of platforms like Telegram and Discord, right? Like that's like it, it, it's a mass majority. It's like ninety six percent of NFTs and crypto lost is from social engineering. So I, I think that's something to really look at because obviously we have auditor auditors that can audit a, con, a, a project's contract before launch to make sure that they don't have any exploits. Um, you know, we can take services that can protect our websites from these type of attacks. But you can't. There's there's nothing you can really do um, for some of these social engineering attacks besides educate people as to what they look like and and give them security practices, right? Because there's such a vast majority. I mean, I have seen so many different kinds of social engineering hacks on Telegram and Discord um, that it just blows your mind, man. Like, and, and some of them look completely, uh, completely um, innocent, and and you would not suspect if you if you don't know the space at all. Um, so I think that that's a big thing to hit on is just the 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 um the 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 main types of social engineering hacks and like um you know I, well and you've touched on this in, in some of your in, in the class you've done with alpha mutants is like you know, specifically on discord is you know do not allow people like like dms in discord because I, that that is is a large portion of it when people send you dms uh, you know, the, the, all the all they have to do is get you to click on a malicious link, and then it's over for you, right? Like you can you can lose everything. And some people think it's like, well, if I'm not si signing my wallet, then it's not a problem. But that's absolutely untrue because even getting access to your Discord account uh, can allow them to socially engineer and fish other people, right? So if you're so 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 it, for me, if someone gets access to my Discord account. I mean, that's a gold mine because they can jump into, you know, three or four different groups that I hold team positions on, and then they can create announcements with malicious links. They can say, hey, guys, you know, send me this much uh, ETH to this address, and I'll airdrop you this special edition NFT I'm doing, right? There, there's so many different things that can be done with that, and I think that a lot of times we focus on the quote-unquote, like, advanced hacking but but in all honesty, it's 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 not it's sometimes it's the small things that end up getting us right. Things like like somebody not having the proper security on their Discord, losing it, and then four hundred people get scammed because that one Discord that that the hacker has gotten control of is a trusted individual in the space, and so they can you know they can they can get profit from that. So I think that's a big thing to talk about in this space because it happens every day, like every day I see somebody falling victim to to them. Yeah, um, I also talk about this as well. Uh, what what I do? So, for example, I'm the one who set up the Blitz Graffiti Club Discord. Um, one of the first things I did was, if you're like a new member and like you know you just verified, you just hopped in, you don't own anything, um, that role uh, right off the bat cannot send links. They can't send links. They can't send images, and it, it does. 
I like it, you know, people might get upset when, you know, they're not able to do these things, but it's just kind of like, I, I have to, I have to take that chance of like, you know, making the server a little less fun just to make it more secure. Um, and it's, it's a hundred, like some people, you know, won't understand it, which is fine. But the, the real reason is, is, you know, I, I don't want people getting fished. I don't want these people coming in, spamming these links or possibly spamming. Maybe, maybe they made like a really cool AI art image and was like, Hey, I have this set as my background. Y'all should set it too. And, you know, in, in that image, there is malicious data, uh, built in, um, to where people can go and, and download malicious data. And then right off the bat, you know, just for my discord, something that, that, um, that project owner should be taking seriously and uh making sure it's the most secure um right off the bat you know a couple people have just maybe lost access to their computers um and lost access to to more than just you know uh, a simple nft they probably lost access to maybe any important files they had uh maybe their credit card information you know a lot of it a lot of their information might be leaked just because they had it on their computer um and that and that that is just coming from from like you know my server alone that that this massive hack uh happened and that right off right off the bat that could ruin all the reputation in a project especially when you're someone like me claiming to know a lot about a lot about cybersecurity. there's there's people all the time who are looking to like try to test my my knowledge on on like what I know and I'm, I'm very transparent and upfront, upfront about what I know and what I don't know. Um, so it happens all the time and it, and it's, and it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, what I was saying before, when, when I say majority of hacking is social engineering, I'm, I'm I was real about it, you know, like it, it really is social engineering. It's you're, you're, you're taking advantage of a person of a human makes some mistakes to uh to gain access to things that they don't want you having access to yeah man for sure and, and like I, I i'm i'm of the opinion that you know that that it's it's an underrated the particular um like talent in the market because you know it, it it's crazy when when the norm is that that you know in the crypto space specifically in telegram and discord that we just you know, we hear about these these community hacks via social engineering every other day, and we're just like, oh, you know, it, it happens, right? Like, I mean, when you have when you have, a, and I would venture to say that there, that probably fifty percent of all existing NFT communities have been hacked at some point through a social engineering, uh, you know, type hack. I mean, that is it, it is a ridiculous number, and and we need to we need to create a a uh, um, a community and and a and a, a basically a a, a uh, we need to write the rules that, that this is, this is unacceptable, right? Like there needs to be, there needs to be more uh, security, security protocols put into place and, and habits put into place to stop this. Because if, if, if you, if you told me that, you know, 50% of all, uh, you know, online gaming sites were hacked, you know, and it was a regular thing, like I wouldn't use that industry. Right. And so it gives our industry a terrible name. And I think it's one of the ways that we can really, 
we can really uplift and and professionalize the industry is, is to is to become more adamant about this. So, like, what one of the things that I've done personally is with with new projects. It's one of the first things I ask them before I'm going to collaborate with them or before I'm going to assist them with things. I said, "Hey, have you guys had your website audited? Have you had your contract audited? Have you put in proper security measures? Have you had a security advisor go over your Discord setup?" Um, because these are things that 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 you that need to be the norm, and and you know if if it if it becomes the standard that you cannot get collaborations, you can't interact with other projects unless you follow these guidelines, then I think it's really going to help the the industry out. So like with our launchpad services, that's one of the things we 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 require, right? So you have to have contract audits, website audits, and you have to have a Discord security ex- expert go over your Discord. Like those are those are non negotiable because you don't want to be associated with creating a uh, creating and marketing a product if you know a couple months in that you know 15 20 people are going to lose thousands of dollars through it through you know a, a, an issue like that so I, I think that that's a big thing and I think that it's going to become a lot more prevalent uh, moving into the future so I, I think it's a good thing that uh, that that people become aware of 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 you know ethical hacking and and have because I think those positions are going to be available right that there's going to be um, there's going to be a job market for people to 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 hire in those type of people and be like hey try to break my server hey try to try to break my website hey try try to to get into our Discord and then create these things so that they can they can uh, create better protocols to deal with this stuff so that's actually one thing I wanted to, to for you to talk about a little bit too so. I know we briefly mentioned it the last time that we were on a podcast together, but let's let's talk about you know what because you've mentioned you like you don't have to have a under a massive understanding of coding to do a lot of basic uh, security audits and stuff like that with ethical hacking. So let's talk about like somebody that that is in the space. You know they have some knowledge that maybe they can write a little bit of Python script or something, but they they are by no means any type of coder, but they want to look into this. Like, what is the steps to getting? Is is there a national certification for ethical hacking, or is that something state to state? Like, how? What is the best way to 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 uh, uh, to start looking into that, and perhaps getting some people that are watching, um, you know, working on that? Yeah. Um, now, people have probably heard this before, and I, I have to I have to back other people who have who have said this. Um, really, like when it comes to the best best way to learn knowledge especially fast um maybe you want to learn more about ethical hacking and get that certification which the certification i have is comptia uh, certification which is a um national certification it it works all over the u.s um and probably other other countries as well um but honestly youtubing videos on on this type of stuff is probably the best way to learn it now a lot of people and the reason why i say that is because like a lot of people are are um like visual learners and you know and, and if you don't if you don't know anybody and you're kind of just on your own like me you you kind of you kind of have to have to like go out and look for this information and really a lot of a lot of it is on youtube um that that's really just the the best way, best way I've I've learned things, right? I learned how Kali Linux works. I learned how some of these tools work. It's just by going on YouTube and looking up this stuff. And um, and I I, I do like I do want to be that person that kind of can help teach teach people these types of things, so they don't have to go and look for this information, you know, because it, it really is tedious and it's it's a lot, right? Because you could 
just go down, just go down a whole rabbit hole of how to do this and that when you really don't need to learn all this, all this extra stuff. Um, but like, you'll, you'll hear a lot of people say, you know, Google it. It's, it's like, it's the best way to learn it. And, and if, if it's just you, like, you know, you don't know anybody who's into cybersecurity and it's just kind of like, you're trying to teach yourself. It really, honestly, Googling is the best way to learn about things. And people, people are going to be, people, you know, talk about, oh, um, you know, I don't want to get put on some watch list because I looked up how to hack a website or something like that. And it, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's hundred percent not going to put you on any watch list or anything like that just by looking that up. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's something that's, that's, that's commonly looked at, you know, cause pen testing is, it's, it's one of those things that is, that is very big, but not many people know about it, um, for a good reason, you know, but like every, every big corporate of some sort has had, has hired a person to come in and hack their stuff, like get as much access as they can. And, um, and like, just kind of do a, a, an assessment on, on the, the issues that are, that are wrong with maybe their website, their building, the, their, their employees, all that type of stuff. And, and um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of big YouTubers out there who, who really do go over this stuff. They podcast like the one that me and you are having now, and they'll, they'll talk to people who have been, who've been in for it for decades you know, they, there, there's a guy out there who, who used to work for the NSA and now he does pen testing all the time. And he, he, he makes videos about, you know, stuff he, he has done. Um, and really like that from just watching those videos is like the best way you, you'll kind of get the knowledge to, to know where to start and everything. Um, I I've seen videos on like, you know, what, what, what do I need to become, become a hacker? Like, uh, what, what is the best computer out there and everything. And, yeah. um, you know, that, that just, just stuff like that, honestly, is just kind of the, the best way to, to get started is just to, just to watch videos on like the broad, don't go into anything specific yet. You know what I mean? Just, just look at the broad knowledge of cybersecurity. What is cybersecurity? What, what are, what are the thing, what, what does it branch out to? Um, and that, and that is really the best way to start, right? Cause you, you need to learn like what it is and what type of attacks are out there. And then once, once you get an idea of how, how all that works, then you can go into things specific like social engineering. How do I use social, social engineering to, to, um, you know, uh, maybe get my way into a building? Like, oh, how, how is social engineering used on people all the time? Um, and you really will learn a lot in a, in a small amount of time, especially if you're taking notes. That's good. That's, that's fantastic, man. I think that, I think that it's, it's super interesting too, because I mean, it, it's, I mean, we already know that, that, that um, we're going to have a huge push. We already have in the last decade and, and moving forward in the next decade of, of all these cyber related, um, uh, you know, jobs and, and positions. And I, I think the biggest, you know, that the used to be prior to, you know, that mass internet adoption that, you know, with like these types of crimes, these types of social engineering crimes, like they, they happen on, you know, in real life level. And, and so that's why, you know, we, uh, bigger companies had like, you know, private security teams and stuff for like physical, um, physical threats, but all of that is moving into the, into the, uh, into the, the, the cyberspace, right. Um, online and in web three and through these developments. And I think that, that, you know, there's a shift now that the, the security force now, is moving to, you know, 
guys behind computers, right? And and guys like you know casing buildings with, with technology and things like that. And I think it's really interesting just seeing that shift because. Um, you know, we see it every year that that uh, that cyber crimes is the fastest growing, um, you know, area of criminal activity in in the world, right? Um, and and so there, there's a, there's a it, I always look when I'm looking when I'm advising people at, as to what industries to look to get into. I mean, that's always the stats you look at. Like, where is the need growing at massive levels, and then you look to get into it. And and the, the reality is is that that cyber crimes. Are growing at a much faster pace than any other crime in existence, right? So, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense, and, and there's like a huge need there um, for for the the types of security and those things. Um, so, when uh, so you talk about like how to look into these things, and I'm a big proponent to you know any any skill set specifically in in on like like skill sets that are based on technology online um in in web 2 or web 3 like it, it's so much easier now to get massive amounts of knowledge off of you know uh youtube and informational sites and podcasts and instructional videos and all these different types of things that you have on the internet um so um i mean it's crazy what you can learn uh, just off of youtube right like i mean it's 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 absolutely insane the, the amount of information that, that that's out there, which I, I think is fantastic because I think it, it pulls us away from this idea that you have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars or spend years of your life at a school or on an online school to like learn these things when you can really just dedicate your time over a period of time and, and learn them yourself, which I think is, is awesome. But as far as like getting certified with this, like once once they've gotten into these things, like what what is the actual certification test like? And, and is there any specific skill sets that you would tell people to specifically look into that would help them getting through the actual certifications? Yeah, of course. Um, I, Kenny, real quick, I, I, I do apologize. Um, I need to go for like a minute or two. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, and, no and, I, and, I, and I'll be right back. I, yeah, I apologize. I don't mean to take no, the time. No, 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 you're fine. You're fine. Go ahead. Go for, go, go for it. I'll run a few All things right. off here. Yeah. So well, while he's Sorry. while he's while he's doing that, guys, I'll 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 direct you down to the bottom here. So we're gonna link all this stuff in the uh, in the comments um, uh, down below. So any of the web, particular websites, I'll even get a couple um, couple really good uh, uh, video courses on some basic stuffs with that ethical hacking. So you can check that out um, down below. And then again. Um, just so we don't have to throw this off at the end. If you guys aren't following the channel, please uh, look into following the uh, the the channel below um, on Web3 Weekly. I um, and give us a like and subscribe on there. Check out some of our videos. We have been running these for, uh, I believe, 24, 25 episodes now um, with a lot of really, really uh, great stuff going on. We've had great interviews and great uh, educational information. So also look forward to our next episode next week, which will be a uh, market update on some of the stuff with FTX, um, which I think is a really, I mean, you know, obviously it's a super hot topic right now in the space, but it, it, it also begs the question as to, you know, um, what, uh, you know, what, what, what else can happen? What can be the repercussions of some of these, um, uh, some of these uh, big companies going insolvent, and what? And uh, I mean, if you've looked at the at the lists of uh, of invested companies with them, like where's is there any red flags as to other other companies, corporations? So that'll be a cool one to check out. So definitely, um, if you're already subscribed, put your bell notifications on. If not, um, uh, then do that now because that'll be a really interesting episode uh, to check out for there. So we'll do that.
I'll get crashed back here in just a minute to talk about the, the certification and where you can, uh, what the best uh, stuff to learn is to get those those certifications, and then we'll we'll close up here. Um, this this video will also be available. Uh, any educational video we do will be available inside of the Alpha Mutants um, archives. Um, so that uh, we like to do those courses. So currently, those courses contain um, security courses, uh, Blender. Um, courses on how to use Blender properly. And then they also have some investment portfolio building and best bets that I personally use. Um, so you can definitely uh, check that out. And so um, the best things to learn when, it go, when you're trying to kind of get this, the ethical hacking certification, um, the, the main things you want to learn are the, the types of attacks, like what they're called, how they work, um, and ways to kind of prevent them you know what i mean uh and you, there's other things you do need to go into you need to kind of familiarize yourself with uh the different types of operating systems out there like uh you know windows um mac os uh linux because they they do touch up on these topics you actually um depending it now really just depends because uh like in my class we went over it, but the test didn't have it but we did go over uh, like uh, cryptocurrencies and just how blockchain technology works. Um, so they are starting to touch up on that and starting to kind of get, you know, wrap their hands around it and just, just kind of at least uh, tell you um, more about it for the people who don't know. But uh, as I was saying, you know, you just want to like learn, learn all the basic stuff, right? Because the, the certified ethical hacking um, certification is, is I, I, coming from my standpoint, it really, it really was not that hard. I've, I've definitely taken, you know, harder <laughs> exams for, for a certification and it's, um, it just kind of goes over, um, like how Wireshark works, for example, mm -hmm. um, like other types of tools like Nmap and they, they just want to know that you kind of know, um, uh, like what you're talking about and you, you know, you know, what, what are the tools out there to get, um, to kind of, uh, do these attacks. Um, they want to know the, the steps to, um, a hacker attacking a website. Um, and honestly, like I'd say really the hardest part, right. Was, was getting myself in the mindset of a hacker because it, it, it really, especially with how I was doing my courses, right? Because I did like security plus, then certified network defender, and then certified ethical hacking. So I had to go into like the broad, the broadness of, of cybersecurity. And then I had to go in how to defend against cybersecurity. And then after doing that, learning how to defend against it, what types of attacks, I'm like, all right, boom, you know, white hat hacker stuff. Then you have to put your mind and you have to put your your mind in the uh, in the in the black hat hacker's shoes, and this is when you have to openly look for attacks. Mm -hmm. And um, I there the other week I actually was was kind of tested on it for like the first time, um, like officially. So I had to go for an interview to work for the city, um, and just kind of get like a like a security job there. And they they handed me a sheet. And it's a, it's a network, right? Um, and basically, it was a really, like, 
you know, well thought out network and everything. And they they, they threw in some little things in there that you have to like really look at and uh, they, they expect you to miss. And they, and they ask you like, what are the types of attacks that could happen in this network? And, and what are, what are the ways to prevent it? Um, and I think that was probably like the one time I was really tested with my knowledge. Cause I was, I was looking at everything. <laughs> like I, I was, there, there were times where, where I talk about how to prevent an attack. And then I'd look and I'm looking at this, uh, this network still. And I'd be like, Oh wait, but there's also this, um, cause they're, they're going over like TVs, um, which I'm sure, you know, smart TVs have Wi-Fi capabilities. And if they're connected to a network with Wi-Fi, that that connection can be um, can be uh, can't think of the word. You can do like a man in the middle of the attack and kind of grab data from that connection and maybe possibly make your way into the network just from the TV. Um, but like, you really have to have to learn um, like how a lot of these attacks work. And like, what are the signs and um, and just ways to prevent it? That that's really what they're looking for um, in their certification. You also um, should probably touch up. There is a there is a program called Packet Tracer, Cisco Packet Tracer, and it's literally just a an application that is that is there to to help you build a network like a simulated network. Um, now. If you don't have proper training, right, you're not going to really, you're not going to know at all how to make it work because it requires real life network configuration. Like you have to know what commands to put in and everything. And there, there are, you know, YouTube videos out there that can kind of teach you that. But, um, but for example, like in that network that they showed me, they, they only, they put in symbols. I, indicating like routers and switches they put in symbols that came from packet tracer so like if i didn't have any knowledge in packet tracer or how it worked and and what what a router looked like in packet tracer what a switch looked like or a computer then i would not know what in the world i was looking at i'd be like why is there a bunch of blue symbols on this on this sheet of paper and then you're asking me for to do it tax i have no idea what you're asking <laughs> um so it, it is, it is kind of like a, it's one of those like preferable things to learn. Right. And, and Cisco packet trace, I'll say it again, is, is definitely something I would recommend because if you, if you know how to build a network, then you know how to, how to, um, how to get into one Then you, you know, the types of attacks are and, and like the possible back doors that you can use to get in and that that's, that's, that's when you really start to get into like the, the very specific stuff. And I, I will say that like getting the certification for certified ethical hacker and, and really any of those like big certifications, it's not something that you can just do in like a month and you can get the certification because it, they, they are going to put in these simulated questions. They're gonna put you in, in the program that they use to give you the test. They're gonna have these simulators and they're gonna ask you to, to physically like well, I wouldn't say physically. They're going to ask you to virtually do something to a network. They might they might ask you to create malware, like and I I will say like on the malware that they ask you to create, it's it's not like really, you know, hard to make stuff. It's just like 
it kind of goes back on like the, the, the little bit of coding, you know what I mean? Um, they just want you to, to know how to create a pop-up on, on like a windows desktop that, that says, Oh, you've been hacked. And then they want you to like loop that over multiple times where it kind of crashes the, <laughs> the windows soft, uh, operating system. And, uh, so the, the best way to learn it, right. Is, is to find someone, either find someone who has the certification or really just, you, if you don't want to spend money, you're going to have to really just YouTube and just watch a ton of videos on it. Um, but like, as I was saying before, the best way to get into it, learn how cybersecurity works, what it is, and learn the types of attacks and how they work as well. Fantastic, man. I appreciate it so much. And I, I love these, uh, these segments we can do kind of directing people to potential, um, you know, emerging industries in the space uh, and that, that not only can you, can you um, lend some well-needed, uh, you know, time and, and like a, a well-needed position in the space, but, but you can, you know, so it's, it, it can be a monetary thing for yourself. Um, there's going to be plenty of jobs that, that, that require these types of things moving forward, but also that it, it helps advance the space, right? It helps make the space more ethical. It helps make this space more secure. Um, and, it, and it really helps all of us because it, until we legitimize the space in that type of way, um, it, we're always going to kind of be the redheaded stepchild, right? Um, so I think that, that it's fantastic information. So we'll continue to have uh, to have Crash come on on the podcast and then also into our Discord. We'll be talking about these topics moving forward. Um, and, 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 you know, obviously also with our, with, our alpha mutants endeavors utilizing crash with some of our security stuff that we, that we have going forward. But so uh, we're, we're, we're getting at the end of an hour here, here guys. So what I'll do is I'll kind of wrap up. I've already told you to, um, giving you all the like and subscribe, follow things. But if, if yeah, also with this particular video, if you know anyone that's, that's, uh, actively interested in this area of the space, you know, share this video with them um, and, and allow them to, to, you know, kind of look at it and, and get some information. And then obviously I'll have, I'll have crashes and his uh, projects, uh, personal, you know, uh, social media links below. So if you've got any questions, feel free to jump in their discord um, and, and, and put those out there. Crashes is a, is a very available and, and helpful individual. And I'm sure he's, he's, he'd be happy to answer any questions that anyone might have. Uh, one there. So uh, appreciate that. So well, without anything, you know, without anything else, we'll, we'll keep our, keep our schedule under an hour, but if you have any um, crash, you have any final thoughts or any particular um, items that you want to kind of bring to the, the attention of the, of the viewers here you can go ahead and give you a couple minutes to go, to go over that and then we'll close everything down for this episode. Yeah. Um, so just one last thing and I kind of just forgot to touch up on it. That's on me. Um, going back to discord security, um, one thing that that we can kind of start doing as like project founders and everything um, is making server templates for people who are trying to make NFT servers. And what and what what I mean by like the server templates, right? Is of course you know have like you know your your chat channels, all that type of stuff, your information channels. But um, what Discord allows for these templates is also you can. Um, you can already add the the permissions for the roles and put them in these templates. So you can, um, let's say someone buys an alpha mutant or they have an alpha mutant and they and they want to claim like a server template from you. You can already have the roles set up to keep people from coming in and, and spamming links or spamming images that you don't want them doing. Um, 
and of course, you know, if you really want to get, if you want to make your discord more secure, you know, you need all these bots and those don't come with the templates, unfortunately, but it's, it's just the basic stuff that you can kind of do to delete, put, point them in the right path to make sure the discord is as secure as possible. That's awesome, man. That, that yes. And I, I think that's a, that's a, that's a big thing. Um, and, and those type of services I think need to be integrated and utilized into all these launchpad services. So it's something that we're, you know, we're looking into, and I think a lot of companies will moving forward because, um, you, you jump into a lot of servers and even, even now when I'm looking at other projects, I'll jump into their servers and I'll be like, Oh man, that's a, that's a security risk. You know what I mean? Like you'll be looking yeah. through their stuff and be like, Oh, you know? And, and so I think having an industry standard of proper security setups and, and having those kind of like prepackaged is, is a, is a big thing. Uh, and will be, you know, pretty cool, uh, you know, moving forward in the space, but, all right, guys, so we're, we're going to close down this episode of Web3 Weekly. Uh, once again, thank you, Crash, so much. Check out his links, guys. Follow him. Support uh, support him and what he's doing and what his what his group is doing in the space. Support Alpha Mutants. Jump in, get our, our, our stuff. We'll have Crash back on for other informational um, stuff. We'll also have this video in the archives in the Alpha Mutants library, so you can uh, so that it'll be there for anybody that wants to look into the ethical hacking and, and get information on it. We'll have it on there for you guys. But until next time, we are we're, we're done with this week on Web3 three weekly join us next week check out the the videos we've already had if you haven't seen crash's uh previous video i'll have that linked also so you can check that out uh, but anyway i'm crypto kenny you know let's go out there let's make this crypto money and let's build this crypto space because it's not only about the monetary value but it's about making the space legitimate and building it for everybody so we'll see you guys next time later mm -hmm.